listening to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Welcome to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale, the weekly radio talk show where we unwrap and reveal the secrets that successful people use, and you can too. Available at successunwrappedradio.com. My special guest this week is Christopher Westra, author of numerous books and ebooks on creating your own reality and manifesting your desires, including I Create Millions, I Create Cash, and I Create Reality, which focuses on going beyond visualization with holographic creation or holocreation. He has a degree in psychology and a doctorate in naturopathic healing and has studied mental and physical health for over 20 years. Now he does what he loves, writing and living an abundant life. Christopher, thanks so much for being here to create this reality today. It's my pleasure, Heather. Thanks. Could you let us know exactly what is holographic creation? Well, it's what I would call maybe real visualization. I have uh, in my book, you know, I describe 10 ways that holographic creation is more powerful than visualization. To me, what I'm really describing in it is that when you're doing holographic creation, you're really creating something real. I literally believe that the electromagnetic spectrum with sound and light, when you are imagining and feeling in the great detail that I described in my book, you are creating something that's independent of you, a hologram, that when you stop thinking about it and visualizing it, it still exists independent from you and seeks to attract physical matter to it. Is a hologram reality as we know it, or is it just an illusion? The term that I use to describe, and that's a really good question, Heather, is uh, incipient matter. So incipient means uh, just beginning or just starting to grow. So a seed, you could call it an incipient plant. It's just starting. And so, in other words, it's kind of, it's real, absolutely, but it's on a more subtle plane that we usually don't see. But yet it's more real it's as real as the world that we feel and touch and, and see. Okay, so how exactly does holographic creation relate to manifestation and the law of attraction? Very good question. Well, it's the centerpiece of it then. Here, I've got a good definition of manifestation here, and that helps describe it. Okay. And this is by uh, Galil, the professional dreamer. It's uh, manifestation, then, is the end result of a systematic process whereby energy is directed and accumulated toward a desired objective sufficient for it to be expressed on a level of physical reality. So that's manifestation, and that is actually holographic creation also. Holographic creation is that systematic process whereby you direct your energy toward a desired objective sufficient for it to be expressed on a level of physical reality. Because anything that you imagine in great detail, with great emotion, will seek to manifest itself in in physical existence. For people who don't understand exactly what a hologram is, why have you chosen to make this kind of analogy out of it? Well, because a lot of people really found it helpful, and I did. I studied, quote, visualization for for years and years before I wrote this book. In fact, over 20 years ago, I read the book Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Are you familiar with that one? I've heard of it, but I haven't read that one. So even back in high school, I was way into psychology and 
visualization. And I read that. And what, what that book claims is that an event imagined in great detail, you, your inner subconscious cannot tell the difference between that and, and a real event. And they did all kinds of experiments with basketball players and other athletes where they would practice in their mind and visualize in great detail the movements of, you know, whether they were a dancer or a golfer or whatever. And, and they would actually do a lot better than the ones who only did the physical practice and not the practice in their mind. And so I started to use this in my running, in my wrestling. I would go see the moves exactly in my mind, exactly how I wanted it to go. I started using it in public speaking, test-taking, dating, all kinds of, of areas of my life, and recognized that it was so powerful. I did reports on it through high school and, and, and college. It was just a subject that intrigued me. But your original question was, why the holographic theme to it? And that is, I never, ever realized, even though I knew it was so powerful, I never thought that what I was creating in my mind was real. And the hol- I read a book called The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot, which I recommend to, to everybody. And I put that with my visualization together, and holographic creation was created for me. And, it, and the way I describe it in my book, it really helps people to jump from that level that they're not just visualizing anymore, they're actually creating. And the best visualizers, Heather, have always been able to do that. There's always been about 20 to 25% of the people who really get a benefit about visualization because they know how to do it, and the others don't. And what I say is that those people that are really successful at it, they're, they're naturally doing what I call holographic creation. So, so, so that's why. It's because it helps me and it helps other people understand that what they're creating is, is real. Are you saying that the image we create in our mind through that visualization process is the hologram or the thing that comes to us in quote-unquote reality is the hologram? No, the former. Okay. First, yeah, the the image that we create in great detail in our mind is a hologram. We think holographically all the time. If you're ever scared or anxious, it's because you're imagining future scenarios in great detail, future fearful scenarios. You can't be scared or fearful without a great imagination. People say, well, I, I can't visualize, Christopher. And I'm like, sure you do. Think about the last time you were really scared or really anxious, and I guarantee you were imagining future fearful scenarios in great detail using your imagination. I know that a lot of manifestation experts talk about one key that's missing in the general visualization process, and that is emotion, that you have to add the emotion into the visualization in order to actually manifest what you want. But what are some of the other ways that you say that holographic creation is more powerful than just visualization? Okay, I'll jump to those, but I but I want to just to, to say that all those other authors, and you're right, they, they do say that, and they're absolutely right in saying that the, the emotion is, is key. I have several uh, chapters in my book about the emotion because that is so important. The real question you need to ask yourself is, are you really experiencing what you want now? Are you feeling as if it's already obtained and vibrating as if it's already obtained? Because that's the way you need to do it. Okay, let me run through some of the others here, though. 
with holographic creation, your intent is to create incipient matter, not merely to visualize an image. So thoughts, feelings, and images are made of matter. It's just a very subtle kind of matter. And uh, if you look up the term incipient, it describes it really well. Number two is you're involved in a present activity, not a future one. For most people, they're visualizing. They think they're kind of just dreaming and thinking of the future. But it's really something you're doing right now. The present is your point of power. And I still use my holographic creation every single day, uh, at least unless I'm on vacation or something like that. But uh, 90% of, of all days, I sit right there on the floor and fill out a holographic creation sheet. And I can tell more about that. So... If you don't realize that you're doing something, not just dreaming, then you probably won't take the time to do the effective mental work that it takes. And that's why I came up with the holographic creation sheet. I needed, I realized that people needed something to help them focus. And another way is that during that time, you, you powerfully access other, other dimensions and frequencies. The entire universe is made up of vibrations. And in holographic creation, you actually work at a higher level of vibration and you open the way for the crystallization of your images into the physical denser matter that we know as matter. So really it's a, it's a crystallization process, which is why it's so important to focus on what you want and not what you don't want. Most people focus on what they don't want and they actually attract that to them by doing so, whether it's ill health or poverty or a relationship breakup, or things like that. So if you think of what you're visualizing most of the time, that is what you're holographically creating. And it's almost like a blueprint or a matrix. Like you see a building and it's partially built, just the scaffolding, you know? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. You build the scaffolding and then the rest of matter is attracted to it. With holographic creation, you also use the power of intention and, and expectation. And you also create in an open, grateful manner, not a craving or grasping type of... And you've probably heard that from other manifestation authors, too. Yeah. That you can't do it in a wanting, desperate craving. You kind of have to have a relaxed, open trust. And this is actually made possible by knowing that your images have a real existence apart from you. You don't need to hold on to it all the time. And then uh, on the next one, you actually you launch your creations, your holographic creations, into the what I call the soil of the universe. With visualization, people tend to think that their images are real only as long as they're visualizing them. And that leads to that pushing too hard that I, I talked about. But knowing that it in, exists independent from you kind of lends itself to that trust and letting it go. So those are a few of the ways. Okay, so let's go a little deeper into the holographic creation sheet that you mentioned. What exactly is that process that people would go through? Well, they um, identify a category, first of all. And there's uh, four categories that they do every day. One is for, one of the four is for others. You always do one of the four for, for other people, whether in your family or just for anyone else in the world. And the fourth one is extreme holographic creation. I can go on that, too. That's where you get really playful with it. But with each of the four, you come up with a category. Let's say an example is you want a new recreational vehicle. And then you also come up with something that you're thankful for in that category. So the category itself is, you know, I want a new vehicle. 
So what are you thankful for is that you have a Volkswagen. You have some transportation right now. You never want to start manifesting from the position of total lack. I have nothing because that's showing ingratitude and it's not an accurate reflection of reality because we always have something. We always have blessings. And that ties us into the source of all things. And then you come up with three detailed images, descriptions of the thing or the event or the relationship or whatever that you want along with the emotion. So, for example, you might come up with, uh, you know what a Hummer is? Yeah, those big oh, vehicles. <laughs> yeah, those big recreational vehicles. And so, let's say the first one you come up with, you say you want a Hummer. And so the first description you come up with is you see yourself driving down the freeway in your Hummer. And you can, you're way up high because they're huge vehicles. And the emotion that you feel, you feel, you feel powerful. You feel confident. You feel strong. And then the next image detail, you think, okay, what is another image detail related to the Hummer? Well, you can picture it in your driveway and your friends and your neighbors and your family coming over and kind of looking on the inside, looking at the leather seats and saying, how did you get this? This is great. You must be doing so well. And, and the emotions for that might be uh, successful, pleased, wealthy. And then the third one, you might be describing all the technological gizmos inside, the GPS and the DVD player and the, all the little tracking devices and everything that they have on those fantastic vehicles. And then you list the appropriate emotions for that. And that all adds up to a picture and um, to vibrating the frequency. You know, so in other words, you're, you're being playful in your mind. You're pretending that you, you already own it. And what is it like? What does it feel like to own this Hummer and to have it, assuming that's what you want? And then the next step is action items. What do you need to do? The universe will do a lot, but you need to do some things too. So some action items for that could be, well, I could uh, get a Hummer catalog and I could put it, cut up some pictures and put them on my, my dream chart or in my dream notebook that I have. Or you could go test drive a Hummer. Or you could get an envelope and start putting money aside. You could look them up on the, on the web and get, an, uh, get a mailing list and go to their special uh, web page and choose your color and all the accessories that you want and start being playful with, with those ideas. So that's just a simple example. Okay, so every day you would do this for four different things? Right. Yeah, four different different categories. I have to say, I, I use holographic creation more for events, um, relationships, and emotions that I want rather than things. Although I do work on manifesting things, too, that we want for our family that will you know, lead to increased life for us. I mean, that, that's okay, too. I just don't... I, you need to take it beyond the material level and go for the other things because it works with that, too. So, for example, we had a party that we put together last night, my wife and I, for the religious group that we belong to, and I did holographic creation for that, that it would all go well. I had the image details, and we had a big water balloon launcher and a Dutch oven cook-off at a park, and, you know, that a lot of people would be there. And, and so I, I write down that a lot of people would be there, and then something tells me, oh, well, a lot of people are going to be there. Maybe you better, you know, call and remind people. Maybe you better advertise. Maybe you better do this. Maybe you better do that. So all the action items come. Some are logical and some just come from out of the blue. How close was the outcome to what you had holographically created? Sometimes with the events that I, 
I holographically create it. Incredibly close. In fact, I, I tell my wife after, I say, you know, this date that we went on, it went really well, and we felt close, and we bonded. And I said, you know, I, I had that on my holographic creation sheet seven hours ago. And she's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you put that, that time and, and energy into it. And the party was successful. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's not exact. A lot of people ask, they say, well, can you holographically create for others? And, well, yes, you can. But they have their free agency, too. You can't take that away. So if someone wants to come to my party and really is determined to be a party pooper, you know, and just ruin the whole thing, and they probably couldn't ruin the whole thing, but they could still come. But I, I believe that since we're putting the mind power forward to doing this, if, if you're going to a party, Heather, with eight people, and you put a lot of thought and energy into exactly how it's going to go, other people are going to pick up on that. They're going to pick up on your holographic creation and, in a sense, quote, cooperate with it for the most part, unless they've put a lot of thought into it also about some other way. So the person that puts most, the most thought into it has most influence with it. Okay. Now, some people would say that if that party pooper showed up, that you actually attracted him somehow. And if I had visualized that, that, oh, my word, I know there's going to be somebody there, and I just visualized, I can just see him doing this, and I can see myself being dismayed that this party pooper showed up, then that could very well be the case. <laughs> but, if, but if I haven't visualized it, then I don't think so. Okay. Unless I had a secret fear that attracted that, because that can do it too, yeah. Right, so you might not actually know that you're attracting something. Right, and a lot of people don't. They're like, no, I didn't attract this broken ankle or this car crash, or this illness, but yet if they think back, they did have a, a secret fear that they were actually resisting, and that actually gives them more energy. Okay, so you had mentioned that the different categories included one that you always do for others, yeah. and one that's extreme creation, and what were the other two? The other two were just for anything you might want. Anything you might want. Yeah. Okay. And, and a common question is, well, what should I, can I use the same one day after day? And my answer to that is, do the four that are most important to you. And if, it's, if it repeats for several weeks in a row, then do it. Whenever I'm working on a new book, it's on there for months at a time until that book is, is done, pretty much. And uh, some of the others will be, it can be a daily thing. Obviously, the, the party's done. I don't need to do that one anymore. I've got the trampoline and the piano and whatever else, you know, I've done. So, so once you accomplish the trip to Disneyland or whatever you're doing in the relationship, then you don't need to do that anymore. But, uh, yes, you can use the same one day after day. And for the others, it can be for someone in your family. I often do it for my wife or for one of my boys if they have a, something involved in a test or sports or anything like that or a specific situation where they might need some, some help. Or it can just be for general groups, like if there was a hurricane somewhere and you wanted to send some energy over there, picture people getting the help that they needed, and then, and then do your part, too, to you know to donate or time or money to that, but to give that energy to, those, to that group. Because there are no limitations, no time and space limits to um, the transfer of energy, as we know. Could you do it for a general concept like world peace? Absolutely. But you need to make your, even though that concept is general, Heather, you need to make your picture exact. So what does world peace look like to you? And even though it looks like something different to each person, there's going to be some similarities. And as long as you can, I mean, it's going to be a good thing that you're uh, visualizing. 
whether it's you know friends across uh, borders, you know a decrease in war, increase in commerce. So any way you're going to visualize it is going to be positive. So yes, you can, but make your picture as detailed as possible and feel the emotion as if it's already happened. And I guess the key with that would be don't focus on the war because that's what you don't want. Right. Yeah, and I actually thought about that as I said it. <laughs> I thought, oh, no, you, you want to kind of – and people do that. They're like, well, I don't want to be poor, and I want to fight poverty, and I want to fight drug abuse. And they're like, no, you're, just, you're fighting everything. So turn it around and say, yeah, what do you want to create? Create the positive. Don't fight against the negative. To get a free version of Christopher Westra's I Create Millions ebook, just go to successunwrapped.com slash I Create Millions Free dot HTML. That's successunwrapped.com slash I Create Millions Free dot HTML. And I hope you've enjoyed the first segment of our interview. But it's not over. There's a full 200% more than what you just heard where we delve deeper into these success principles. To unwrap the full interview and get lots more tools for success, just sign up to become a Success Unwrapped member on any level you choose at successunwrapped.com slash members. This has been Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of Success Unwrapped, helping you to unwrap and discover your own potential for success. Until next time, keep unwrapping. I'm Heather Vale. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network at Blueberry.com. That's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com.